Folks, it's been 21 months, 21 long, lonely months since I've created an RTAF, and I'm so happy to be back. Goodness gracious, every time I went out, everybody was asking me about it. What's up with the podcast? Are you ever going to do it again? And uh, I was pretty ambivalent about it, honestly, after uh, my house burned down along with like a thousand other homes in the Marshall Fire. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way. Uh, I wasn't quite sure. I wasn't quite sure for the longest time why I was just totally unmotivated to do the podcast. And I think I've stumbled onto it like in the last week or so. And here's what it is. Are you ready? This is going to sound really silly. Every time I built up like serious momentum with this thing, something bad happened. Yeah, I mean, it seems silly looking back on it now because my mind is in such a different place. But I think subconsciously that's, that's how I was feeling. Whether in the beginning, whether it was like being on an absolute roll with John Speaker when we were doing it together back in 2019 and 2020 and then COVID hit and then numbers dropped and motivation was lost and then after I fired it back up 2.0 and did nearly one episode a week for one year and then the Marshall Fire happened as mentioned before I'm thinking this is going to be about a once a month thing all right. I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. I want to underpromise and perhaps sometimes overdeliver. Anyway, my guest this week is the one and only John Solis Ivan Laboon, my best friend for like almost 30 years now. And um, yeah, it's a really good episode. Both John and I have gone through a lot of changes in the last four years since we had him on the first time. And so we talk about that. We get very silly in the first, I don't know, five minutes or so. It's just kind of like us giggling about stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. This is just a good kind of reset episode for me to get my sea legs back here. It's time to ship this product back out into the world back by popular demand, really, from me and from other people I've heard from. So. Guys, without further ado, here's Solosivan. Nice. We're back, <laughs> baby. Recording on the phone. Yeah, it's recording. Just on the phone. Yeah, just on the phone. <laughs> just nice. great, great, great audio it's there. Be good. On the iPhone. It's gonna be good. Yeah, dude. You can't can you read my chicken scratch? No. Don't peek. <laughs> Upside down. I'm it's gonna quiz. we're gonna have a gotcha moment. <laughs> <laughs> Only one. I'm gonna get you to admit all your alt right beliefs. <laughs> there he is, <laughs> sliding into home. I'm good. Called safe. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm actually a really good guy. <laughs> so you know, all my views align with yours. <laughs> so it makes me a really good guy. Oh, uh, speaking of which, um, I do. I kind of want to talk about this for real, mm-hmm. but when. Barbie got brought up the other night. Uh huh. And I think Nikki was like, and then there's all this like conservative backlash about it. Yeah. I was like, I bet those are some funny videos. Yeah. And so I looked them up. 
and they are hilarious. <laughs> it's like are there grown men holding Barbie dolls? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, maybe that's where we'll start. I got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> they didn't even know. Yeah, dude. They got a uh, what is that? When you uh, they got Trojan horsed. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I hate Barbies. <laughs> They're like fondling their plastic bodies. <laughs> Something about this feels right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that dude. Um, ben Shapiro. That yeah, that yeah. Ben Shapiro dude, the most punchable person <laughs> in the world. Yeah. You know. Uh, and he and so and it was like the title of the video was something like Ben Shapiro <laughs> I can't even say it. It's like Ben Shapiro destroys the Barbie movie for forty five minutes straight. And I was like, Oh my god, dude. Like that's almost half the how length have, of the movie. Yeah, how do you have that much to say? Dude. It's like he he loves it. Yeah. Apparently, in like the picture, he wore the same outfit as Ken wears in part of the movie. Really? To see it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like cosplaying as Ken to go watch it. I see. This is where I wonder if like things like that are just some weird psyop that we're all playing on ourselves. Could be. (laughs) Where where it's like not even, it's totally decentralized. No one has any control at all. But it's just like, we're bored. Let's just hate each other on the internet as hard as we can you think he got himself unknowingly i yeah i do yeah he yeah. showed up that's and saw my the, hot take. saw the movie and then was like oh fuck <laughs> well now i've got a uh he's like by the way i'm not gay uh, <laughs> those photos and, you saw of me i didn't plan to wear that outfit <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know i did i watched for like five minutes i was like i can't do this anymore. yeah it's infuriating it was so dumb it's crazy um Still haven't seen the movie. You should watch it. But I want to, yeah. It's great. Uh, Since we rescheduled yesterday, I was like, uh, I asked Sarah if she wanted to go. Yeah. And she was just a little too tired after driving to Wyoming and back. So Mm. Um, anyway. If there's anything that Barbie taught me, you should have just thrown her in the car and driven her there because you're the man. (laughs) Over my shoulder. Yeah, hit her with a club. Dragged her by the hair. She loves it when I do that. That's not the point I of Barbie. For consent, though. Yeah. So it's cool. She likes the club. <laughs> she likes the club. <laughs> Big Fifty Cent fan. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's not? RTAF is back, baby. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> Dude, uh, congratulations on being married. Oh yeah! Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, man. Your wedding was a blast. Yeah, it was until fun. the next morning. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next month when yeah. I was just sick for yeah. like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I uh, you I pretty had... much made the morning after bearable for me. That was hilarious. I showed up funny. and almost missed the entire post brunch and showed up. I was like, I'm gonna throw up. And you kept dropping some great <laughs> comedy gold, and it made it got me through. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's why you brought me out. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think I'm gonna throw up because I'm laughing so hard. Well, dude, I mean, not to just whatever. This is great podcasting. <laughs> Always. Uh, I I drank a little too many uh, uh, big boy sodas <laughs> that night. What were you going for? It was literally tequila and soda water. Yeah, and, and lime and salt. What am I drink lately? Yeah, pretty it's good. So nice, real clean. Um, but then I had too many. And then our friend Ryan gave me just a fat glob of edible <laughs> RSO. Nice. 
Like, She's like, this will help you sleep because I didn't sleep the night before. Yeah, yeah. It didn't, really. Yeah. Did the tequila help you sleep? <laughs> Hell no, dude. <laughs> Alcohol fucks your sleep. I mean, if you have enough. Yeah, no, you pass out. You don't sleep. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. have weird, nearly fever dreams. Yeah, fever dreams, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, you had a great time. Yeah. And congrats yeah, to you. Yeah, thanks. It was good. A lot has changed. Things have changed. This is the nature of the world. You, we both have haircuts to show that time has passed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We've grown. Yeah, our hair, our hair. We've grown it, it and cut it. Yep. And I, I may have gotten a little taller. Even have you? Some, some out there speculated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who? I can't really. I want the data. Uh, I, I can't really data. talk about that. No, I'm gonna see. <laughs> Uh, I can uh, I can disclose that behind. Are you being doors. measured same time of day, every day, mm-hmm. or like sometime night, sometimes well, morning? I think I know. get a little bit taller um, after a good night's sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody does. I wake up, I'm like, you wake up oh. and you got like that one T-shirt. It's a little too big, and you stand up in the morning, you're like, no, it actually feels great. Then like later in the night, you're like, I'm a fucking six year old kid <laughs> in a sleep shirt. What's going on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nice. Did I mention we're back? We're back. All right. <laughs> anyway, we're back. I guess I'll introduce you. Yeah. John Laboon. Hey. 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 <laughs> Five good ones right there, buddy. <laughs> you not uh, heard that one in a while? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. Uh, it's it's yeah. it's classic. <laughs> it's a good one. It's yeah. <laughs> Look it, at us. Yeah. Look, Look at, at us. us. Yeah. Look at us. Yeah. So you, sh- you told me about that video. Isn't it hilarious? It's amazing. I love yeah. it. And I tried to show it to Nikki, who's now my wife. Day after the wedding, we got terrible sleep, hardly slept after the wedding. And so she was did not want to see anything funny. And I, I tried to show it to her anyways. That's even funnier and, and, for some reason. And so now she refused to re-see it. Really? I blew it. Oh. Yeah. I blew a great opportunity. That's okay. a good joke. It's very funny, though. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't know the reference, it's um, it's an edit of Paul Rudd on Hot Ones. <laughs> and he go, it's just him talking to himself. So they edit it to, for it to be like Paul Rudd interviews Paul Rudd. Yeah. And it's, it's maddeningly wholesome. Yeah. Or something. I don't know yeah. how to describe it. It's very funny. There's like a nervous excitement to it yeah. where he's like a little bit excited to be interviewing himself, you know? Yeah. And like wants to make a good impression. <laughs> and The uh, magic yeah. of video editing. <laughs> I need to find that guy. That's not real? <laughs> I mean, the magic of Dub Paul Rudd and his <laughs> twin. <laughs> uh, well, dude, uh, thanks for coming on my podcast. Hey, we just started. <laughs> Well, I mean, nine minutes and 17 seconds. That's all right. I mean, you can get a lot done. It's not bad. All right. It's not bad. All right. Let me, let's clean it up here a little bit. Uh, so I do want to have a few sincere questions. Yeah. I'm glad we started off with some silly banter. Yeah. I really yeah. need that in in this show, yeah. I think. I'm yeah. going to try for more of that sometimes. Good. Yeah. With people I know. Yeah, maybe people funny. I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> That's why I need a prank show <laughs> to get them involved. I do, I do want to um, talk about how much has changed mm-hmm. 
in the last four years, it's been almost four years since really? we had you on. It's crazy. Episode 15. Wow. Um, it's crazy that, it's not that crazy really because I did just take 20 months off. Yeah. I didn't quit though. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to take some time off. Yeah. Why, why, what led you to the time off? Oh, well, okay. Now the tables have turned. Now the turntables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, uh, my house burned down. Yeah. That's, Not just mine. Yeah, sorry to hear. No. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah, about a thousand other homes also burned down, so at least we weren't alone. I don't know. It uh, It was weird. Weird times. Mm-hmm. Weird times. Um, and then I think I just lost a passion a little bit. Mm. And... I was coping um, and just kind of dealing with the aftermath of all that, like finding a new place, um, restocking all our things, all our material things. Mm -hmm. And then- Like for your house. Yes, exactly, yeah. And then kind kind of mourning, like, I know this sounds silly, but kind of mourning like the loss of some original paintings. Yeah, for sure. That's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, there are a lot that kind of like meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just uh, they're just sentimental, kind of in the way and in, in the way that they represented like a time period, you know. Yeah. Um, and just you can probably track your progress having yeah. things around like that's probably nice for that. Exactly, exactly. And then just kind of like, I mean, I think I I probably was smoking more weed than than maybe. Even I was back in the day when you smoke weed, bro. When we were, <laughs> when like you know, we were throwing down an eighth on a blunt, yeah, between three people and smoking it all at once. I mean, okay, probably not that much then, but well, it felt I, like well, that our much. other best friend from Kentucky, he and I had the ritual before we worked our five-hour-long Jimmy John shift. <laughs> so long that we would match <laughs> each other a three-gram blunt, just he and I. So I would roll a three-er, he would roll a three-er. We'd pass those back and forth. Shout out, Duke. then we then we'd go to work for five hours and you know eat like seven cookies oh, and God, ten those... bags of baked lays. And... Dude, it, those cookies eventually yeah. they make you sick. <laughs> Yeah, you tell me. Oh, yeah. I think I'm still sick. <laughs> There's still something crawling it's, around it's in there. Never been from right. the oatmeal yeah. raisin Jimmy no, Jones. Knows. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, you think it's all about the chocolate chip, but then after then like the realize... fourth one, you're like, yeah, oatmeal raisin. All right. You're like, then you learn what an emulsifier is. Yeah, you can pack those in there. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you're like, dude, this 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. work shift is flying by. Ooh. And then you get off and you do another rematch of the three gram blunt. Yep. So rematch. <laughs> the cage match. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't quite decided that first blunt. So you had to, Yeah, yeah. You had to yeah have it took four for every five hour shift. Yeah. yeah. So like just getting into that like <laughs> just habitual like smoking weed all day thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that really I mean and okay. This is going to sound really silly for me to be like, smoking so much weed actually warps your perception of reality. (laughs) Because I, you know, whatever, 20 year weed smoker or whatever, but I think it just stopped working for me. Mm. And um, it took me a long time to realize that. Well, maybe you're dealing with different life things too than you had. Exactly. So whatever context weed worked before, now it's, you know, not working. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. 
so had to step it up to the hard stuff <laughs> yeah yeah oh. yeah <laughs> um no i was just, <laughs> I was just <laughs> it was weird it was weird uh just smoking weed all the time just weed yeah. and coffee and oh nicotine yeah um yeah uh so nicotine doesn't seem like it's going to help you get over trauma it seems like it's going to no. help you cling to some trauma not at all like form a trauma bond within yourself and your memories i don't know if it's that i think it's just it's literally just for me obviously the the physical addiction is a big thing as we all know that's not news to anyone yeah uh guys oh, nicotine oh. is an addictive oh. chemical uh but also i think it was just like i had linked it to painting mm -hmm. so it was like and it is it does have kind of like uh lightly stimulating effects it's a nootropic as like people like to bandy that uh -huh. word about Ooh. um so i had linked it to painting which was like a good productive thing nice and then the uh, just some, that oral fixation thing, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I was just in the throes of slowly getting back into painting and kind of like wondering what the hell that all meant. Uh, just to have a whole, like half of a town burn down out of nowhere. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you stop painting after that? Um, For a bit, for a couple months, yeah. Yeah, but then I got I I had a mural gig which was awesome, at uh, I don't even know if it's open yet, but it's Society Colorado with a bunch of other artists, so that was fun, and uh, I started I made a small painting, and then I worked on that brain painting which took me like mm. three months, <laughs> which is amazing too. Hey, thank yeah, you. It's pretty cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah. uh, and anyway, you went on a bit of a hiatus. Uh huh. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Talk about whatever. Okay, cool, yeah. yeah. Your mom passed away yep. in 2020, February, right? Yeah, like a few weeks before COVID hit. Yeah, like that is right. I remember being in the hospital and seeing the first news stories of COVID that I had seen were really? like in the room with her. Oh, my God. You know, and it seemed like it could have been a, a SARS kind of thing where it's right. like, yeah, it's in the news for a week. And right. It goes away. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. That was... That must have been rough, man. Like, it, then after that morning, your mom, the loss of your mom, and then just having the whole heaviness of that time period, like, coupled with that, I couldn't, like, I wouldn't want to be making shit yeah. either. I yeah. don't think. Well, yeah. I mean, to, to make any kind of art is definitely a, a luxury, you know? Like, that's yeah. a. It's high up on the list of having your needs taken care of, you know, yeah, daily needs. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Sure, yeah. You're yeah. all good. You just yeah, try to yeah. cap that pyramid. Right, or right. Are you, uh, you know, eating and, like, wasn't, wasn't taking care of myself for sure. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, what was the, I mean, this, this, I don't know how to phrase this question because um, I'm kind of just, I didn't know if I was going to bring this up or not. Yeah, yeah. But what kind of pulled you out of that? Was it just time? Was it was it processing all of that? Was pulled it... me out of grief? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was several things. I mean, time for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, um I had heard from people, you know, and it, 
it's like funny it, people go through that kind of thing you like lose a parent or or something you know at, at our age we're pretty fortunate to not you know encounter that too much mm-hmm. uh but you know people would like reach out and kind of kind of this is not a thing you it's easy to talk about either right so you'd kind of get little like messages from people here and there and just kind of remind you like yeah it's never going to get easier but the amount of time that you've dealt with this will increase mm-hmm. so this incident will feel smaller by proportion mm-hmm. to as time goes on you right. know You'll have more time. You'll keep living. Things will continue to happen. Life will continue to happen. Hopefully good things happen. Um, so time was a big part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around like two years after that. So that would have been like, you know, spring of 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff started feeling better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of work. I mean, I didn't open Ableton for like, you know, it was like two years before I did any work. Pretty yeah. much. And leading up to spring of 2020 had made what I had considered some of my best songs. Yeah. It was just, you know, channeling the impending grief really well right. into the yeah, art. Yeah. It was just, just kind of like, okay, how do I deal with this? I want to turn it into something, you know. that What's that EP called? It's, is it Shadow? Well, it's a Shadow Mix. Shadow Mix. Yeah, Shadow which mix. a lot of those tunes will be coming out this year, like in 2023. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to me, a lot of those are great tunes, you know, like, honestly, I I, agree, you know, take some Adderall and spend some time (laughs) and just like really hone in on making interesting sounds. And even if spend hours and you only get three seconds of an interesting sound, okay, well, that sound is worth hearing. Where does it fit in this tune? Yeah. Finding those places and then crafting tunes around and combined efforts that, you know, just like that over and over and over and now you have a tune that's actually really pretty cool to listen to and um so yeah it channeled a lot of energy like into that into writing music and then um yeah then dealt with the death and did an open ableton for yeah it was like two years pretty much um i've looked back and have seen a few sketch ideas started where you know i could tell one day i was trying to do something you know and Mm -hmm. and it would be a roughest draft of an idea you know just one little thing you could tell you spent two hours on yeah did it feel did it feel like you were forcing it when you were yeah i think i feel like that was was like uh yeah wishing things were different Mm -hmm. you know Mm kind of like hey this has been a safe happy space for me if i go and open the computer and sit in my room like you know maybe i can get there you know it's very wishful thinking so you know really like coming up for air kind of moments amidst totally. all the the heaviness of the grief and yeah you know the suffocation that you feel you know yeah um and then yeah kind of got put back on a you know to do a show and had a bunch of months notice and that kind of got me into a point where i went, knew i needed to write again yeah because if you're going to be an artist and you're going to do it professionally in any context you know just it's simply it could be one show and you're getting paid for it that's professional you mm-hmm. know so felt like I needed to come with some new tunes and um yeah. and it took it took like 4 months maybe of of setting an alarm and and telling myself okay I have to work at least 30 minutes every day. Yeah. <clears throat> In most days it was only 30 minutes. You know, I'd hit that 30 mark and have nothing to show for it. Yeah, yeah. Other than I tried just it, sitting down in front of that, in front of Ableton in front of your yeah. computer in your workspace in my studio by myself. Helps. Just to, you know, because you lose that connection. It's a habit. 
as much as it is well it, it starts with you know your internal desire to do it you know to, right you have a desire to create something um and then you become you know accustomed to that over time by forming the habit you know right yeah like oh i, I sit here it's a ritual kind of thing mm-hmm. so i had lost all connection to the ritual to the habit so i had to relearn that yeah um you know throughout the grief it was really like just felt so nihilistically depressed that there was no point to anything yeah it's like hey we're all gonna die why would you even try to do anything you know yeah yeah just like but if you're gonna keep on living you can those are at odds that 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 sentiment you know is right it's gonna conflict so eventually is like yeah keep doing this so we'll we'll have to to kind of get back to things that you know you enjoy doing yeah and making music obviously has been a thing doing forever as a kid Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so through that retraining and reestablishing that habit yeah it took about like four months before i had a couple of tracks that felt all right um you know worth playing and stuff and and really it, it was like the last couple of weeks before this show that i had done had signed up to do that things kind of clicked and it was a rush till the finish line there like okay i can kind of get these playable yeah yeah yeah. um and i think all those tunes are in i just put out a live set from uh earth frequency festival in australia yeah that i was at a couple of months ago in may and uh, i think all those tunes are in that set like they turned into ones that are pretty good nice so a year and a couple of months after uh that first show back yeah the tunes are good enough to stick around sweet um, yeah nice and, and so they'll probably see completion and official release and stuff this year so was this all internally driven this the act of of forcing yourself to sit down in front of the computer for 30 minutes were you having help did you go to therapy did you what uh i did a little therapy and i mean i th- i don't know if it helped like you know, so like when you start therapy, there's always just a telling of your story. Like that's mm-hmm. how starting with a new therapist goes. And so uh, I, I just met with one person and it like was okay. You know, it was good to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. Again, highly encouraged therapy. It's like anybody could benefit from therapy for totally. sure. And I've honestly thought mm-hmm. about going back to doing that as now I feel pretty settled and content with where life's going mm-hmm. uh, but i can tell after you know like a particularly uh opening experience or something that there's just you know the grief is still just right there on the surface and yeah. it's just like feels like a you know shell of a crab a horseshoe crab or something's <laughs> been cracked open and there's like the soft gushy yeah, interior yeah, yeah, yeah. and go as a kid on the beach go poke it with a stick and you're like oh i, I feel that i really feel that you yeah know? yeah yeah so kind of think it would be good to maybe go again um yeah but it yeah it helped a little bit um i think you know with anything of any professional artistry like the more you publicly convey to people around you that that's what you want to do you know like that's a big yeah. part you hear people talk about that all the time yeah yeah if you want to become an artist tell people. tell people around you yeah that'll help you know what i mean if even if it's just holding you accountable or even within yourself you've right. finally like oh, i shared that thing 
that I wanted to share with people, you know, that I was right. afraid to share. And, and now you do it. And it holds you to account. Too. Exactly. Yeah. That, like, and then that. So, yeah, having a gig was a big thing, you know, a, a finish line, so to speak, to kind of get towards. Um, I mean, a lot of it was just like living, you know, more healthily and stuff. Yeah. Deciding that you, that like rather than thinking, hey, we all die, so nothing matters, just the opposite. Like, hey, we all die, so actually things Everything. do matter, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the beginning stages of the grief, and even before her passing, I had always kind of hoped that there would come a day when all of this would kind of turn into a bit of a superpower, you know? And kind mm. of we'll hear some people talk about that with the trauma people go through sometimes where, yeah. like, hey, you went through the worst thing you could imagine, you know, right. or like the, it's, it's, it's so weird too. Like I remember being a kid sometimes and you'd like, yeah. do you ever try to come up to the boundaries of your like emotional body or your understanding where you might be like, what's the saddest thing I can think of? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and, totally. And for me as a kid and I remember being in like fourth grade, you know, I remember it was like fourth grade and, I, I actually, okay, just to yeah, yeah. hold that thought. Yeah. I kind of live there still. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but as I think, it's hard to really explain all this, but a, as a bulwark against the worst thing that could happen, not expecting the worst thing to happen, but being like, like back then, especially, it was like, oh, my parents drove to wherever they got, you know, yeah, they're not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and I still do that sometimes yeah. just like be prepared. Like, yeah. but I don't know if that's, this is where I need to go to therapy. And yeah. it's like, I don't know if that's a healthy, <laughs> is that healthy? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe not. Who's to say? Yeah. Yeah. True that. But okay. So you're well, in fourth grade. Well, I remember being the end of fourth grade and, and, uh, you know, some, some chick that I liked and she was in fifth grade. We had a split oh, class for a lady. Yeah. A little, bit, <laughs> little fourth, fifth grade action. Yeah. And, uh, was like, Oh no, she's going to middle school, dude. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then, so kind of like getting a little sad about it and then kind of wanting to run Stack, with that feeling. Stacking on, like, yeah, okay, yeah. where can we go with this? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and thinking about it and the thing that I could imagine that was the most sad to me was my mom dying. Oh you know? my gosh. <laughs> and so I, I would like, would think about it you know and there were definitely times like in the last few years or you know especially like three years ago where i would be like did i will that into being oh, and of man. course you didn't because right. like it doesn't work like that you right know? right it's, right it's not a thing i would want to be happening exactly um, but anyway so yeah after you kind of go through that thing which uh i'll go ahead and say if that's the worst thing that's going to happen to you in the scale of all the things in the world pretty blessed you know what i mean yeah our parents are gonna die we're all gonna die yes um so i want to like what was me it but right for me and in, in my blessed lifetime like that was was it and so yeah i mean there's we're not having a competition on who yeah, yeah. suffers more it's like suffering we all, is suffering if right, it's exactly. the worst to you it's the worst to you you know yeah, what yeah. i mean it's not that game um but yeah so i think kind of eventually you figure you've gone through some terrible shit and like, no, life is actually worth living, so we're going to stick around and, yeah. okay, what do we have to do to get back in it, you know? And so yeah. it just involves 
you know, taking care of yourself and paying attention to those things. And, and really the biggest thing was recognizing how much I missed making music yeah, and how much it meant to me. And also like how much it had meant to my mom too. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I chose a name that, uh, vaguely references, you know, psychedelic mushrooms and stuff. And like in the beginning phases of making music, my mom wasn't too stoked on that, you know. Yeah. Um, due to like things in the past, getting in trouble and things. Yeah. And yeah. true. There was a a certain point in in the uh, career a bunch of years ago where we had moved to call you and I had moved to Colorado already, mm-hmm. and I had a gig in Asheville, North Carolina, so across the country. Yeah. A few hours from where we grew up in Kentucky, and right. and my mom happened to be down in Asheville with some friends of hers and nice. sees a flyer on just the street you know really and is like oh shit you know he's doing it like that's really cool um and then from then on would send me texts before i'd be flying out for shows in a weekend like have a great weekend psilocybin you know (laughs) (laughs) just so funny that's so cute so sweet yeah um and so you'd kind of remember all these things and 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 realize how much it meant to you and other people and you know how much of shame it would be to let all the effort you've put into something go by the wayside you know and yeah um and kind of like again reflecting what you just said about where you sometimes you got to take a break from things you know and hopefully the point of that break is that you get a new perspective due to uh you know reconciling new life experiences right realizing there's more than just maybe the charmed existence of your art career. Right. Yeah. And then hopefully rounding back out to how much impact the art has had for you. And, and maybe it's worth doing, you know? Yeah. You go through kind of a phase of like, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. My art is like all that there is. And then something happens or life just shows you that there's way more to life than that. Yeah. But then, for me, it was like, I think it was people, every time I've gone out, which hasn't been a lot since the fire, someone comes up to me and they mention the podcast and how much they love it. So partially I'm doing it for you. Nice. If we're still recording on my iPhone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, you out there. Thank you for that. That uh, That really helped. And there's something, I think that, I think part of the reason I stopped is because I was, I was in a bad mental place, not like terrible, uh, just like lightly grieving, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it was very delayed. Like, I think Sarah handled it really well, where like every night after the fire, she would just softly like go cry to herself mm-hmm. somewhere. And I would just be like trying, you know, being like, all right, where where do we need to go tomorrow? Like, they're handing out free clothes here, uh-huh. and we can get free food in Boulder, which is really awesome. Man, Boulder's the best place to have your house burned down, I guess, mm-hmm. if you're going to have to have that happen. Anyway, we need to go do it. And I was just, like, doing that whole yeah. thing, which is, I guess, good in a way, like kicking into survival mode. But then after that, I would just have, like, big – like, I was working so slowly on this painting. I'm like – so I kind of lost a bit of motivation, but um, yeah, you you think it's the coolest thing ever, then life shows you that there's more to life than that, but then you can reintegrate that. 
mm-hmm. back into just your day-to-day living and it's kind of like it's it really is like a gift right yeah you know yeah it's like you're you can give this gift to people definitely uh of your music of your art whatever talent that you have and everybody's on their own journey and own portion of their own journey but at some point at least i've come to realize that it's the, the less or the the more that i take like a back seat and just try and like look at it as like service or something like that mm-hmm. it seems to be more impactful and like actually supports me more yeah in this weird way um but yeah so just don't give up i guess yeah <laughs> it's kind or, of yeah or give up when you need to right you know and and keep you know uh stay in touch with how you feel about it and when the right. time's right get back into it you know and um yeah i don't know just like honesty within yourself you know and the reality and yeah i think you know not every life not everything life throws at you is gonna equate to you doing your art you know exactly. and like that's a good thing to recognize yeah um but again yeah do it if you feel like it yeah totally I think and, and we always know too that like you hear every artist talk about it. you have to live life you know i feel like people you know artists kind of go through phase where you strictly live in your creative space right you know and then people will find that they've kind of tapped out what they have to draw on mm-hmm. to create art with and of course we know if all the sonnets and love letters and <laughs> you know everything over the eons of, of human has shown us that it's like the sad and tough things birth the greatest art usually yeah oh, deepest yeah. emotion greatest need to express something totally you know you have to live life and like i think the more life that you've lived whether it's you know hard or easy or joyous or suffering it just you can just channel more of that emotion into your artwork. Definitely. Yeah. So, um you mentioned your your new mix. Yep. From Australia. From Australia, mate. Yeah, and you're out there with some bogans. Yeah, some bogans, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Yeah, some cunts. Yeah. yeah. Some you know, righteous you, cunts. I got I got told pretty quick you don't want to say mate if you're like, Hey mate. Like that's kind of old fashioned. No, uh, it's kind of like a little aggressive. Is, oh, it is it? Yeah, it's like, like hey, bro. Is yeah, it like it's that? a little like that. You know, yeah. like you could use the term bro, but you could definitely say hey, bro, and it means right. very different mm-hmm. thing than being like yeah, bro. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, everyone's a cunt. Okay, and, everyone's uh, a nice yeah. little cunt. Okay, some, most people are. Some people were bogans up north of the country, and aren't some they people, all? Well, I mean, we're from Kentucky. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, I mean, we're, we're Bogan. We're, we're from, the Bogans. Yeah, we're yeah. from Kentucky, and it's kind of like people are not Bogans until they are, you know? And like, you get a couple of drinks in them, and then you're like, what the fuck are they saying? Shoo wee, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Like, I can't understand the words, but I can feel the sentiment, and I like it, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, I want to ask you about the mix in yeah. particular. There's a quote at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. So we, So, maybe we can linger a bit on this kind of uh life stuff yeah that we've been talking about and it it goes something like um a lot of people want a frictionless life yeah uh but then i myself have founded a a 
point in me where I embrace friction, where I embrace tension and changes. Mm -hmm. And then I don't remember the rest of the quote, but I wanted to know who said that and what does that quote mean to you? I'm surprised you don't know who said it. It, I mean, I can't, I couldn't, I've only listened to it two times. Yeah. Um, Well, I've listened to the quote thing probably three or four okay. at this point. Okay. But um, I didn't want to look it up. Juice in my SoundCloud plays, huh? Yeah. yeah. That. That's right, <laughs> dude. <Start up. laughs> That's why you pay me the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, yeah, the, it's a quote from, from Maynard. Oh, it's Maynard. Yeah, it's Maynard okay. from Tool, you know, little band. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you okay? So that's where that bell sounds from. Well, yeah, I, a bunch of years. Okay. Yeah, like when Fear Inoculum came out, I sampled the beginning of that, and like right after it came out, I think it was a show in Israel. So it would have mm-hmm. been like pretty much that month it came out, August twenty nineteen. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I guess I would have done Israel in like October. So okay, yeah, nice. two months. Nice. Um, yeah, and it's kind of you know it's fun to start your set sometimes with things that are little recognizable you know i knew i recognized that that bell yeah. sound i was like yeah. i know that's from music yeah and now as soon as you and said it plays Maynard, pretty much once before it once. starts getting like shifted and things because mm-hmm. i feel like you'll get dinged on yeah you you'll know. know what it is if yeah, you, you play yeah. It more than once yeah so uh but it's a different quote from maynard yeah who's just you know one of the epitomes of of turning uh life life's shittiness into greatness you know the yeah. alchemy of reality into beautiful art you know led into gold yeah so yeah it's basically him just kind of talking about yeah people shy away from the friction and the tension and you know yeah uh, and i feel like it's kind of representative of a lot of artists state yeah not singular to him you know that you somehow recognize that maybe from that place you kind of create some pretty good art you know yeah um and again to me it always feels like like a need to transmute what you've been through you right know, to channel something because if it just stays inside you it could eat you you know mm-hmm. um yeah so he's basically talking about um yeah like being comfortable with that realization right. and being comfortable with the tension like seeing of that life. coming like, hey, that's actually not that bad of a thing because, first of all, you'll either get through everything or you won't and you'll be dead and it doesn't matter to you. Right. And so when you then get through it, you're going to, you know, be able to channel that into something beautiful, you know. Nice. Trying yeah. to ride that wave. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't. Well, I guess I'm not surprised because I couldn't you don't I, love tool so I, it's yeah okay. I'm not that big of a tool but no you love tool no <laughs> I, I do but he, I just didn't recognize his voice for whatever reason yeah. so but yeah that sounds it's a very Maynard thing to say yeah. for sure and, and I like things like that that are real and genuine mm-hmm. but that yeah I don't know what are rooted in you know are really like secular viewpoint of the world you know um it's just you're a fan of the bible this dimension that dimension yeah i'm a huge fan (laughs) of the bible so it's the word of the lord and yeah yeah yeah. um yeah basically just like things that have some meaning to them Mm -hmm. that are 
relatable without somewhat provable you know what i mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, you, that's it's pretty true you yeah know? at least i know that to be true right it, we don't have to go off into yeah different dimensional yeah. theories or, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. just simulation you know, it's just yeah, yeah. like mm, let's just stick to what we know yeah you know but still maybe say something meaningful totally and, uh, yeah so it's fun to sample things like that oh yeah so in this process of of sort of embracing friction and embracing just the grief of of the past few years how has how has that changed how you either approach or kind of think about uh music and that can be um how you think about the industry how you think about approaching uh your setup uh as you sit down to mm. work uh and how you just think about uh music itself as as an art form well i think first in regards to the industry um i feel like way more uh invigorated nice. to kind of navigate that uh you know that world now mm-hmm. um and that comes i think with age too where you just can kind of figure out ways to make it easier on yourself you know if you're gonna have to travel and play some shows like maybe you get some sleep you know <laughs> simple maybe. things like that you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh, maybe you don't go to every after party things like yeah, that yeah, yeah. um yeah so that you know uh seems more navigable and then i think in terms of like actually making art i have noticed that i want to make things that are a bit more accessible Mm -hmm. and that i think is a multi-faceted approach i think one side of it is for myself being Mm -hmm. able to make things that uh aren't so squirrely to kind of track down yeah. and you know you could describe my music as squirrely at times you know mm, mm-hmm. so i mean if you listen to this new mix which you should go listen to it it's, um, on, SoundCloud. it's up on my soundcloud it's also live in australia um you know the first the first 25 minutes or so of it is kind of this like kind of like side trap kind of stuff that i've been writing a bunch of yeah. um and it's you know we loosely define trap as just kind of 808 based beats, you know, things like right. that. Um, Jittery hi hats. Yeah, yeah. And for me, like, I've always kind of snuck those, like, a lot of pitched 808 snare drums in mm-hmm. certain songs, mm-hmm. um, using them as kind of like a ghost note of a snare, of like the main snare. Um, but yeah, it's been like more fun to write that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, that's also a lot of what I listen to, you know. Um, you know, people like Sam Binga um, mm-hmm. is like a huge influence, somebody I've loved for years. And yeah, I think a desire has kind of come out to make music. Yeah, it's a little like more, it's a little easier to reach, you know? Yeah. Um, you can make the most basic beat for me because uh, my tendency is to overcomplicate things for sure, mm-hmm. music and life otherwise. Mm-hmm. So kind of recognizing that tendency, first of all. And then how to rectify that. And you're like, well, if I keep beat structures fairly simple, but still pretty active, because I like a lot of activity in the drums, all the music you're going to write over top it is still going to end up swirly and psychedelic and things like that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I kind of can't help that a bit. So rather than trying to make drum patterns go um, way less, you know, 
less predictable. Yeah. Like I have in the past, I'm kind of just, nah, that's a kick pattern. That's going to happen like most of the song, you know. Yeah. Until a section maybe dictates it changes or something. But, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, it's been more fun for me to write that stuff. But I think also there's been a desire to, you know, like you were saying earlier, you want to do your art for people, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think there's just been maybe a desire to like maybe reach more people with the art. And so, yeah, somewhere in combined with, with, you know, maybe it's a reflection of the music I listen to and right, realizing right. that, Hey, I listen to a lot more of this kind of beat structured music than other things. Yeah. So it's seeping in there, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that's probably, mm, how do I say this? I think it's important to start with what you like, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and just go from there. And I've, I've actually, I can relate to the sort of simplifying things. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost harder to have or convey complicated emotions with, with complicated, uh, whatever it is, artwork, music, literature, whatever it is, prose, whatever. But once you can, uh, once you can simplify it and say it in less words mm-hmm. or say it with less, that's when it actually gets through to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the complicating of art is an intellectual thing. Right. It's an analytical yeah. thing yeah. rather than an emotional, yeah. like intuitive thing. Yeah. So it's it's almost inherently at, you know, it in opposite of a pure emotional expression, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and again, my stuff gets way too overthought and trying to just think less about things, you know? Yeah. Realizing that something's good enough that it's right. whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not having judgment is very hard. I think yeah. for people who like you and me, who, who want a polished thing to ship to people at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know? Yeah. But, Especially in the beginning, if you can just get loosey goosey with it, yeah, you know, yeah, have a good old time, yeah, keeps it fun, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so that kind of dovetails into my next question about how has your style evolved? Um, specifically, I guess, as you've gone through life. What it, I mean, I know we just, I guess we just talked about that. So maybe we don't need to ask that question, but if you have anything else to say, to say on that, um, how's this style evolved? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we kind of touched on it, you know, just, uh, I think even one step behind recognizing like the changes, it's also accepting that changing in a way that once felt so fundamental to your artistic expression is okay you know right yeah like yo i feel like my bread and butter is a certain thing but guess what things change that's okay you know yeah and to roll with that and then like i kind of mentioned before the other side of that acceptance is knowing that no matter what you do it's always going to be an expression of you you know right so really kind of running with that, being okay with doing things differently, different way, making it sound different, look different, you know? Yeah. Um, 
Because who knows? Maybe like the old way was holding you back. Maybe it's not keeping your truest expression in there, right? I mean, yeah. Especially if we're always changing, then exactly. Like, yeah. Why would you want to? You got to change it. Why up, would you, you know? want to stay yeah. the same? I think there's a there's an Anderson Pack line that's like, "What you think I'm doing all of this to stay the same?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that line. Yeah. And uh, and I love an artist who can dip their toes into different styles yeah. and explore whatever they want whenever they want yeah you and i were having a combo the other day um kind of about this oh yeah and and like you know we live in at least like the world i exist in musically you know it it feels like people get so in their lane yeah you know yeah um partially i think because maybe there is so much music being created nowadays that it's really it is really important to create your lane you know sure like that's kind of one of the biggest uh goals i think of an artist but, these days you know but but then so like underground electronic music whatever that's almost kind of the hallmark of it somewhat so people like will build their styles and they stay in that groove yeah but yeah we were talking about it and you brought up david bowie yes. as somebody who like when you actually think about music on a big popular scale, that's kind of how that is the central tenet of the whole thing. Yeah. That change and evolution are what this is actually made yeah. around, you know? And yeah. People have a style and it works until it doesn't. And the people who are really successful figure out how to make that pivot before it becomes Stale. unsuccessful. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But don't, don't you think just to lead, lead you here uh don't you think that some of that like stay in your lane stuff is it's in some way kind of like corralling uh people's just artistic artistic expression and their potential yeah it's like you're sort of corralling a person's freedom to change and express it genuinely when there's this and I don't even think it's on purpose or anything. I don't think there's some conspiracy to be like, we got to get these artists in their fucking lanes. <laughs> yeah. But it's, <laughs> but I think that, uh, I, I do think that there's this weird pressure for you to be on brand and in your lane. Mm-hmm. And, um, there are tons of videos, podcasts, tons of content out there on how to successfully brand yourself mm-hmm. and like, Brand's We're, important. It's huge. Yeah, These days, it has it become is. such a thing that, like, yeah, you have yeah. to stand out somewhat. Yeah. And people, yeah, can go all that direction. And that's know, fine. It becomes the utmost goal. Yeah. For me, I would definitely recognize within myself that a uh, inability to stray from brand is pure insecurity. Mm. you know if that makes sense for you for me yeah 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 like hey this worked i'm so fucking thankful something worked yeah for anybody from my output you know to go and change that seems like a scary move i think um i could see it i mean i see people who are out there just throwing that to the wind like those are the true badasses you know people who just can yeah pivot and do things you know yeah i mean i i haven't been so far um you know super successful with my art right and i think part of the podcast is maybe me therapizing about that <laughs> but uh 
I could see how that might happen, but I think I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess the counter to that is someone could say, "Well, you haven't found your thing. You haven't mm. found your your thing yet." Yeah. Um, and you know, like Picasso, all, Picasso had a thing. <clears throat> yeah, but he didn't he have had, a ton of. Didn't he have a bunch of things? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and he like, went through different. And that to me is stuff. a perfect yeah. example of somebody who was not afraid of the challenge, right? I mean, if you found the totally. first thing that you came upon and it worked and you stayed with that, that's not going to be interesting for a lifetime. Right. You know? Right. Um, I think it, you know, I, I know I'm, this isn't news to anybody who sort of follows uh, the kind of creative banter online, but first things first, you have to love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have to love what you're doing. And if it, I feel like if it, gets rote or gets just boring then it's you know i don't know you're sticking to your brand and you might still make money and that's great yeah but and i mean i think part of the allure of you know being an artist is like solving creating and then solving that puzzle you know that yeah whatever piece it is that you're working on and if you figure out how to master that certain type of puzzle it's not really exciting to you to keep doing that again and again you know right um and that doesn't mean it's not to say that uh pursuing something that's worked in the past is you not taking a chance that's not it yeah, at yeah. all yeah i, um, I, I want to make that speak clear for too. myself that, i want to yeah you know yeah, if yeah. i were to sit and actually be like what is your resistance to trying something new i'd have to say well I, i'd be worried that people wouldn't accept it you yeah. know and then if you recognize that you say, fuck that, I would like to try something different. Yeah, I you definitely know? want to try something yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm also, for me, like, I also have to be careful that I'm not just taken away by every whim that I think yeah. of doing. That's my personality. That's where, that's my cross to bear is like, well, I could just get carried away in all totally. different directions. Totally. And then the thing becomes like, the opposite of laser focused it's like a yep. dribbling you know a uh, hose that's spraying wide and not really making an impact but i also like exploring too. yeah i mean you've made a huge pivot in your art i have yeah 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 which is quite cool to simplify the fuck out of it well yeah but and, and also like i don't know i i've found a thing for yeah now. i mean you know your paintings of a few years ago it's every color imaginable <laughs> yeah, yeah true. <laughs> you know? true like there are well, i mean how far are we talking we're talking like 2000 what 17 yeah some you, stuff like that yeah yeah like the the hands and, yeah yeah you know like we have human forms we have speaker forms we have mushrooms <laughs> yeah, we have yeah. little little guys hidden on top of things yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way down to nebulous amorphous non-form forms you know and now Thanks you're for remembering that, by the way. Yeah, of course. And That's now you're doing things where it's black and white. Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, so if if I if you indulge me, if no, no, if you'll indulge me, I thought I thought about this the other day, in the way it relates to visionary art, because I'm working on a circular piece right now. It's kind of like a stripy op art mandala, mm -hmm. and it does the fucking thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is but it does the optical illusion thing yeah it makes your eyes go Ooh. yeah yeah and and then i thought about oh this is literal visionary art <laughs> and it's boiled down to that that simple concept of duality mm. and the circle mm. 
And it's like, if we want to get all Alex Gray on it uh, verbally, then that's like, that's really all it is. It's an interconnected circle of light and dark. At And it's at their extremes, granted, mm-hmm. but it it gives the illusion of um, form. Mm-hmm. And really, it's just lines. But it it gives the illusion of value almost, which is kind of like, a light and dark you would your eye wants to put a a sort of like oh this is the this is the top part of this ridge and it also does that for color like if you blur your eyes Mm -hmm. and look at a black and white optical illusion you'll see red blue yellow green magenta um uh cyan Your favorite. Here we go, folks. It's your favorite. Here we go. Good podcasting. <laughs> podcasting 101. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I was indulging there. We were talking about uh, simplifying things, I guess, yeah. and just how styles evolve. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah, exactly like you're saying, you know, and again, to hear you express that, it's very clear that the art has not simplified, mm-hmm. you know. It's maybe less parameters, less, you know, things you're playing with, but that doesn't sound any less simple than a highly, uh, you know, object-packed painting yeah, yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. Sat- full saturation on yeah. all the color. If and- anything, it, it sounds like that's maybe more simple just because it's like, here's everything, you know? Yeah. Here's everything Here's everything, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Which is, I think, at the heart underneath all of of everybody's concept that's what we do want to express mm-hmm. have you seen that movie by the way nothing everywhere Not all yet. at once oh my yeah. god it's yeah. the best it's just the best can i tell you i've seen it three times now every time i cry nice i cry every time it's a beautiful movie everybody if you haven't seen it go see it i'll you get what like half a cent for every person who watches it that's right yeah this, this uh, half a percent yeah <laughs> pretty good it's probably dead by now anyway um <laughs> we'll be right back folks all right so you were just telling me your favorite tucker carlson quotes uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i i'm i'm way more about the uh facial expressions than i am the quotes he says so much more you know it's <laughs> what's going on it's that slack jaw like trying to keep your lips together but letting your letting your chin really drop god that guy also sucks Whoa. Another punchable, another punchable. Looks like person. somebody trying to take a dump that they know will never actually <laughs> leave their body. <laughs> the dump that won't come. Yeah, Tucker Carlson in <laughs> the dump that never came. <laughs> every every summer they make it like a, one, a two, three, four, and it <laughs> yeah. still just hasn't come yet. <laughs> the constipation won't ease. <laughs> oh, so um. Dude, yeah. Again, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm I'm glad you're doing it again. Yeah, me too. I think uh for anybody curious, um not going to do it every week. That was definitely That's a lot, I bet. That's a lot. And I don't have anyone uh helping me currently. And the people that have helped me in the past, big shout out to John Speaker, Mark Santos, uh Eliza Schultz, Andrew Size. You guys are awesome, but I could never pay anybody, mm-hmm. and it's not their passion project. So, yep. 
Um, okay, so we were we were talking about kind of evolving the style, going through changes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I said I said that it's important to never give up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've quit several things in my life. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, that like I love a good quit thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. At the same time, though, like I've quit so many things that I wanted to like see this through. I guess yeah. you know, like just just do it because I like doing it mm-hmm. and it can be fun and people love it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, you better they do. love it. They do. You better love it. Maybe um, maybe you needed a little challenge or something. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Like well, also like you said, you've been through some some things and reasons to not do it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it just I, it just felt like a lot, and I think I was in a kind of a selfish mind state where I was like, I do all this stuff. What do I get for? Yeah, and then of course there's like twenty five. There were like about twenty five people who were like donating to the Patreon, and they're like, hey. <laughs> We helped you out. Yeah. And it's like, yes, yes, thank you. Of course. Um, it's just it's just weird, you know, we live in a crazy world where things aren't uh, as you know our generation basically got uh butt fucked financially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be too crude or anything. Yeah. But uh it's just like I went to college, bro. I don't yeah. have shit to show <laughs> for it at all. I mean, I guess I could yeah, you did what? Psychology? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. Um that was the only thing I could find that I was like truly interested in. Yeah. That may have had potential career promise. And then as soon as I was done with school, I was like, Woo <laughs> <laughs> Went to Europe, like blew a bunch of money, came back. <laughs> I was like, Fuck, I need a job. I guess I'll get one at Whole Foods. And the rest is history. Yeah. And I'm still there today. <laughs> under, we, yeah, we're in the stock room right now. Yeah. <laughs> break yeah, is almost over. Yeah, break's almost up, dude. <laughs> Actually, we're going a bit over break. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Never giving up is, is fucking tight if yeah. you love something. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think eventually uh, people say, you know, like if you don't give up at something, you work hard enough, eventually things come together. Yeah. Oh, I thought of a <laughs> what fuck, I thought of a good story on the way over here that might be funny. Now of course I can't remember it. Mm. Um anyway, what do you think about uh social media? Oh, I love it. Yeah, there's a topic. <laughs> there's an evergreen topic that we, never, we can we never heard about that. Yeah, I've never heard of it. It's great. Basically, social media should be just for gassing up the homies. Yeah. Get on there, and I only heart react on Facebook. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm back on Facebook, and all I do is heart react. Nice. If it's worth a react, it's it's a heart react. If anybody comments on my art ever on Facebook, heart react. Yeah. Yeah. Big heart react, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get – I they they really got me there. Yeah. What do you mean? Hooked you in? Yeah, yeah. Turned you loose? Yeah. Spun you around? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I spun me wrong round, baby, yeah. wrong round. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, you know, there's a part of, this is being really wide open, but there's a part of Instagram that is just the sexiest babes you've ever seen. <laughs> so me and Nikki were looking at this the other day. <laughs> yeah. Which is my wife. We were, yeah. we were like, I think she was like, man, like my discoverer is all tattooed dready chicks. And I was like, yeah, me too. What you know, the hell? we both like show each other and she's like, I mean, they kind of nailed it though. Everyone's going to want to see this. Right. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like weird hot girls. Great job. Suck. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of it's like pipeline the porn though. Yeah. There's got to be I some so. kind of deal yeah. they've worked out where you can have you can have like as many like fembots. You can have this number of fembots uh on our platform for this amount of money in order to get them to your like it's and it's yeah. this like subtle way of being like oh man like even if i'm just scrolling trying to find homies it's like add add mm-hmm. you might like these reels and it's like the yeah, most the reels are out of control yeah and then it you know i don't know i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> when they write the history about our generation yeah uh we talked about barbie at the yeah. beginning of this yeah it's topical and we love it i love the movie yeah, I want to see. I'm. I thought before I even talked to you, I was like, "This actually looks tight as hell." Yeah, like yeah. it looks like a big spectacle movie. It's probably like cheeky as hell. Yeah, like tongue in cheek kind of thing. And yeah, I was like, I'll probably see it. Yeah. Um. So, but I was thinking, just to put this thought out there, I feel like someone must have already said it, but I haven't heard it been said. But I was just, I had this shower thought about Barbie and Oppenheimer. And it's literally just the the Adam and Eve of our current modern culture. Mm. It's the bomb and the like mm. somewhat sexualized plastic self, mm. right? Barbie was like, I don't know if it's the first. I'm just going to speculate and talk out of school here. But it's the first like superfluous plastic thing, toy, mm-hmm. that got super huge and continues till this day. And it's effect- I'm sure it's had all these uh, subtle effects on women, of course, and then even on the way that, you know, it's basically like the 1950s ideal of like, hey, this is how women should be. Well, and that's how the whole thing of the movie. The movie. I, that's is what I figured. That is not what they thought it was. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, it's it's that. And then the bomb. DARPA invented the internet to survive nuclear catastrophe. Yeah. So that, that there could still be communication in the, in the case of like a nuclear strike. Hmm. And of course, the internet is basically the world we're living in now for yeah. all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um so it's just interesting that it's like a retrospective of it's almost it's literally our current American like mythology. Like how Adam and Eve was yeah. like 
the the bible's mythology yeah yeah i mean i wonder if i and i just wonder about that shit all the time uh or i guess just recently but like we're kind of living in times where like the goal is pulling back the veil you know i feel like that's become Mm -hmm. kind of a societal goal in the last several years you know you go Mm -hmm. through a global pandemic and all these things and people are kind of like but what's it really about you know so it's like well i don't think it's i think it's actually like a good thing yeah yeah it's a it's a myth that we can all coalesce around mm-hmm. and that it's kind of a fucked up story like especially the atom bomb you know obviously that's that's weird and fucked up but it did develop all sorts of technology and it's co- sort of like our creation myth it's like mm-hmm. but it's real yeah you know i don't know anyway guys so you got to go buy a, <laughs> buy some barbies and and drop some an atomic bomb on them and <laughs> get mad about it. Yeah. I'm a grown man holding a Barbie doll. That I bought. That with I bought. With my own money. With my money from this YouTube channel. <laughs> what do you think about that? Here's what I think. My daughter wanted me to let her play with it, but I said, no, I've got to blow it up. <laughs> I said, sorry, honey. <laughs> Dolls are out of fashion now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so I got a couple more questions for okay. you. Where do you see your music in five years? Five years? You got a five-year um, plan, Big Dog? Man, you know, I, I really need to tighten that up a little bit. But, yeah, I think the goal is, like, more international stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you know, getting to tour Australia a couple months ago was pretty sweet, uh, and you know, just eye-opening to the bigger uh, music scene around the world. And yeah. so, yeah, just trying to travel more and uh, write music that you know takes less time to write, so you can release more music, release it when it's pertinent to you as a creator. You know, and you mm-hmm. can be stoked about it, and then uh, yeah, just you know be open to what works where and you know i like i have a psytrance project that uh one of my goals for this year is to kind of get finished and released and um that's huge everywhere but here you know yeah 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 i don't care for it yeah i mean not yours in particular yeah, 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 but yeah. like yeah. psytrance in yeah. general i'm like well again know. it's one of those things i, I want to give it another so much right. of it yeah, that yeah. the bad stuff is is really terrible and it's like really, techno yeah way. it's it's basically i feel like electronic music is really uh subject to that happening where mm-hmm. there's so much of it that the bad shit greatly outweighs the good shit yeah and the good shit really gets lost in the shovel yeah and uh yeah and yeah people get you know genre uh genreist you know <laughs> yeah, BPMist, yeah. and and you know really how do you feel get... about rhythm Hey man, what it, the hell is it? What what the hell is it anyway? Yeah, I don't Sound know. like a such a boomer over here. <laughs> what the what the heck? That's not what how the, we spell it. What the hell? That's not how you spell it. I don't. I tried to put that word into Wordle and it didn't work. Um, Snopes yeah. says it's false. I feel like Go anything ahead. if you see it in the right context could be cool. Yeah, you yeah. see it on a dance floor of people who love it and it's 
going to be as cool as anything you've I've ever loved. I've literally only seen people talk shit about it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I totally honest. Yeah. Could be cool. I know that that's, you know, it's got yeah. some roots reggae origins obviously with the word at least. Um is it like what is it? What is it? I don't really know. <laughs> From my understanding it's just right. about the about the word connotations as far as it goes. Really? I don't know. So it you seems don't even know it, it seems like it seems like I don't know, bro step stuff again, but maybe different... like a little deeper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Could we call? Could we get someone on the phone and ask them? Maybe. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know who I'd call. I tried calling my dad once. Who who is the podcast? <laughs> I think it was with Bobby. Did you call your dad? What do you say? I just tried to be silly with him, and it it it, it fell flat. I know that it <laughs> fell flat. I released it anyway because I was like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> no. Um, do you have a dream project? A you dream project. Like, so mm. you, off mic, you've said like, you know, working, working on video games, doing other things that are just like outside yeah. of the scope of just making music with psilocybin yeah. and, and going on tour. Um, do you have anything like side projects, ideas like that? Uh, uh, I mean, I have a couple side projects. There is the mm-hmm. the side trance one, which, uh, yeah, have some some goals with that. That, you know, little uh, undeveloped to discuss too much, but For you know, sure. got some goals with it. And uh, yeah, have a project with that old the old standby group Lotus, their old oh, guitar yeah. player Michael Rempel, and oh, I yeah. have a project that we've had going for ten years now. Yeah. Um, that is finally coming down to the completion due to my uh, willingness to work on it. Sweet. Basically. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just diversifying the output, you know, I think is like a big goal, figuring out all the ways you can monetize your art. Yeah. 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 That's Video smart. games, scoring, things like that. Yeah. Do you have like, um, I, and it doesn't have to be, I mean, it can be pie in the sky, something that, like, it, it could e- either occur to you right now or just you could just have it as a dream from a, from being a kid. Like, oh, I want to do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles score. Mm. I want to be the next Vanilla Ice. I want to pr- co-produce the next Vanilla Ice hit with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. That's what I want. Nice. It's going to be a lot of pizza. A lot Ooh, of nunchuck spinning. So much pizza, dude. I uh, can't a lot wait. Of, a lot of spiky flat tops. Yeah. Yeah. That's going right. to be good. All right. <laughs> okay, so this will be the final question. And then I want you to plug some dates. Okay. I want you to plug some websites. And I want you to plug in your computer. <laughs> God damn it. God. You're rusty. You're getting it back. Oh. <laughs> No, okay, so if you could... You'll get there. If you could... (laughs) Welcome back, folks. Uh, Welcome back to You'll Get There, eventually. I'm here Uh, with my friend John. Longtime friend of the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, first-time caller. First-time caller. John. 
<laughs> this has actually all been an intervention to see if you deserve the podcast back. And how have I done? Get, you'll get there. <laughs> We're gonna call this one. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> I give you a. You'll get there out. No, of... you're good. You're good to go. Well, this has been quite entertaining, at least. <laughs> yeah, for us. For us. <laughs> well, again, yeah. that's the most important thing. I yeah, think it is. Um, it is. If you could give your younger self, it it could be three years younger. It could be fifteen years younger. If you could give them either any advice or any kind of comfort or consoling or whatever, hmm. what do you think you would say? Hmm. On if, the on the real, you'd be, yeah. on, the, on the real. You can on do yeah. funny and on the real. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, you know, don't uh, don't feed into the self doubt so much. You know. Yeah. I think that's there as a healthy uh, safeguard to keep you from making bullshit art. Yeah. Uh, but don't believe it too much, you know? Yeah. To keep yourself then from, uh, in my case, like releasing more music or doing things like that. Just believe in yourself, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. Keeping it simple. You got a unique voice. Go ahead and use it. Hell yeah. Use it, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Welcome back. All right. Well, John, thank you so much. Yeah. First podcast thank back. You. I couldn't imagine doing yeah. it with anyone else. Five good ones right there. Five incredible ones. Five cold ones. Sorry. <laughs> Just been it's holding cold this down drink. Here. Yeah. Um, so what uh, what you got coming up? Where are you playing at next? Um, let's see. By the time this comes out, I will have already played the show in LA in a few days, but mm. uh, mm-hmm. it happened. Believe it, believe it or not. <laughs> believe it or not. Um, we got Ohm on the Range Festival in Washington State mid-August. Okay. We got uh, we got some things. That may have already happened too. We'll see. Yeah, we got some things, uh, maybe a couple of East Coast things and some September. September. Maybe, uh, oh, I got uh, Vegas, 930. Vegas, and, uh, baby. Vegas, baby. <laughs> I told him, take my set fee and put it on red, baby. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Hot hand in the dice game. So, uh, yeah, that could either go really well or really poorly. We'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, then we got uh, Astronox Festival in Ooh. Austin, Texas, which is a huge one. That looks mid, so awesome. Mid-October. And shout out to Nick Stumbles for throwing that together. Yeah, yeah Nick did a great Chance job. Chance Roberts on the art squad. Yeah, Chance, the whole crew. Yeah, it's like uh, Juno Reactor, Grouch and Dub. <sighs> Uh, solar fields, a whole wow. lot of cool things. Wow. What um, a festival. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we got uh, going back to Israel beginning of November for Desert Base. So that'll be my fifth time back over there. Solving the crisis. Yeah, I'm going to come back with a dreadlock rat tail. Ooh. And uh, yeah, that's nice. what happens on your fifth time. Okay. On your and, fifth. Yeah, in a, okay. in a Hebrew name. and Nice. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, some curls, yes, <laughs> yes. Torah under the, your arm. The the dreadlock rat tail will be curly. Okay, well I've yeah. I've had it's, one of it's those a new, before. It's gonna be new. Yeah. Um, I, were you? Is that what the reference was to my dreadlock rat? No, tail? just like psytrance culture where people have like oh, okay. a single dreadlock <laughs> on the base of their nape of their neck. Mm. Yeah, that's a look. It's a nape lock. Yeah. A nape lock. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then uh, I feel like there's some other stuff coming up. But, uh, yeah, I'll be hitting the road a bunch more this fall and then the spring next year and 
plan to be staying pretty busy with the gigs, so come out and check them out. Yeah, yeah. all good things. Yeah. And where can people uh, find you? Well, people could find me on SoundCloud. You could find me Is on... Is that the best spot, you think? Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Instagram's pretty good. Facebook's okay. But when we're talking, I my listening Facebook to the tunes, yeah. not stalking you. <laughs> it's the best place for people to stalk you. Well, you can. My address is. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you can tune into the Spotify. There's actually going to be regular releases for the rest of the year and from henceforth. Hey so uh, we'll keep be keeping things moving. Sweet. Um, yeah, just stay tuned to the socials. Look out for shows, and yeah, should be out there. You can always awesome. drop drop a line on the socials if you want to see me somewhere too. That's a good way to get it going. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, thank you again, dude. Yeah. Appreciate thank you, man. You yeah, I appreciate love you, you too, brother. Yeah, I love you too, man. All Glad right. you're back. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. Yeah. You got it. You got the job. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thank you again for listening to another episode of RTAF Podcast. If you are interested in supporting the Patreon, that address is patreon.com slash podcast. And I want to thank all my patrons. You guys keep this engine running. I couldn't do it without you. Go over there and check out the tiers I have available. It includes video, uh, guest suggestions, uh, patron-only posts, and some merchandise. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Do all those little things that help get RTAF into the consciousness of more and more people. Shout out.